That's Mark Farner performing at the Woodstock 20 Years After concert held in Carson, California back in 1989. The former Grand Funk Railroad singer, guitarist, and songwriter is going to release the entire 15-song set from that show this coming Friday on DVD and CD. Here's Mark now to tell us all about that historic concert. Did you ever have that feeling in your life? It's called Rock and Roll Soul. Yep. It's, uh, it's coming out November 17th. Okay. And all of the pre-sale, uh, everything coming up, until the 17th is going to be signed by yours truly. I'm signing. Uh, I'll show you. There's We've yeah. got it mocked up. This is uh, oh, a black and red splattered yep. vinyl album. Very cool. That will be the, the vinyl. And then, of course, there's a CD and a DVD of this concert as well. Right. So it's from 89. Yep. It was uh, Woodstock uh, 20 years after Woodstock. Right. And we had chipmunk was the announcer. Oh yeah. At the, uh, at this event, at this concert and the people that showed up were rocking their asses off. It was really <laughs> good. Really good. Right. So um, it's it's with a, a lot of uh, musicians that were uh, I, I got one of the guys that played on on that stage in 1989 still comes out and plays my acoustic shows with me. Arnie Vilches, but all of the other guys, Mike Maple, Michael Blair, Lawrence Buckner, uh, they no longer with me uh, doing other things. Right. But uh, for that 1989 show, I was blessed to have such musical talent on stage with me and uh, and doing my stuff. So it's a really a high energy show and people that have seen it so far. The feedback has been just great. Cool, cool. So why is it suddenly coming out uh, here in 2023 when it was <laughs> it's been in the can for a while? Yeah, well, somebody found it. It's it was like lost. You okay, know? and uh, from uh, 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 my manager Abby, he called me and he said, "There's this this uh, company, Liberation Hall, that wants to put out a 1989 this lost recording, the from a 20 years to you know." Woodstock 20 year event that you did. And I said, well, let me see it. Let me, uh, yeah. you know, send me a copy and I'll, I'll take a look at it. So I, I looked at it and I listened to it and I thought, man, that people need to see that. Oh, okay. People need to have it for a reference and for, for the funk fans that, that know that I wrote and sang 92% of the grand funk music. Yep. Uh, they really enjoy every little stage of the game that's been playing. Yep. And, and so we've, we've got a lot of people uh, very happy that it's, it's coming out and a lot of pre-sales and every one of the pre-sales is autographed by me. Uh, it comes to three ways uh, with a vinyl, a CD and a DVD. You can get it, it, it yep. any one of the three ways and 
all three of them will be signed by yours truly. You're going to get writer's cramp. Man, I've been doing, I've I've done thousands of them. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So did you have to do anything to uh, yourself to prepare it for the release? Did you, you know, approve things, remix, restore, do any uh, editing and that kind of stuff? No. uh, The only thing I had to do was watch it and uh, make sure that I was good with the whole thing. Right. Right. And I I was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there was, uh, they're, really excited about it at the at this record company and uh and that's really what it takes is to you know get somebody excited about doing something and let's see what happens yep yep so for you what do you think the high point of the set is well the high point of the set is always like closer to home oh yeah i'm getting closer to my home come on won't everybody sing it with us That song, you know, I say my prayers uh, every night. I have since I was a little shaver, you know. Right, right. My mother showed us how to to say the "Now I lay me down to sleep" prayer, and uh, and I still say my "Now I lay me down to sleep" prayer. But one night back, you know, sixty nine, seventy, around in there. I prayed and I asked God after I blessed all of the relatives that I could think of aunts and uncles, grandpas and grandmas, and my cousins and, you know, naming them by name. And then I said, I put a little PS on the end of my prayer. And I said, God, would you please give me a song that would reach and touch the hearts of those you want to get to? Yep. And I got up in the middle of the night while, you know, three o'clock in the morning, three thirty, somewhere like that. And I always have a steno pad right next to my bed in case right. I have words coming, thoughts coming. And I do that a lot. And not not too many have turned into songs, but that one, uh, when I got up in the morning and I was out having my coffee and I grabbed my acoustic guitar and I'm sitting there playing there, bop 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 do 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 you know it's like <laughs> Wow, that was pretty cool. What is that? <laughs> I hit this inversion of a C chord and I'm looking at that thing and I'm going, wow, I got to memorize this. And I'm looking where my fingers are on the fretboard. And as I'm studying that, it came to me get the words in the other room, get the, and I went, oh, the words. <laughs> you know? So I, <laughs> right. go, I grabbed those words and came out, put it on the table. And I hit my uh, record button on my little cassette recorder that was on the kitchen table, and I started playing. Right. And I took it to rehearsal that day, and we worked on it. And uh, both Don and Mel told me that they said, Farner, that's a hit. That song's a hit. They were right. (laughs) It was definitely a hit. I think I was 15 when that came out. And, you know, in high school, we... We all knew that one. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, and did Terry Knight produce that, or was that after he was? No, that was Terry Knight production. Yeah. Right. And so, what did it, so what did it, what was he his reaction to the song, and what did he do production wise that you think kind of helped or hindered? 
Well, uh, Tommy Baker, who was the band leader from the Upbeat show in Cleveland, Ohio, the Upbeat show was like a variety show. They they would have different, uh, you know, acts on there. James Brown. Right. You know, Mitch Ryder, Otis <laughs> Redding, um, the the Fabulous Pack. Yep. Uh, it, the band leader, Tommy Baker, was a, a really good musician. And he was hearing parts. I was playing the song in the studio because we were going to go on. James Brown was there that day. And I was playing the song for uh, David Spiro, Herman's son. And uh, and David was going, oh, man, that's a cool song. You going to record that? Where are you going to record that? I said, I'm going to record it right here in Cleveland, man, at Cleveland Recording with Don <laughs> Hammond. And uh, and so the uh, the band leader, you know, Tommy Baker comes over and he's saying, what? Show me those chords. And so I'm playing the chords. He says, oh, my God, I'm hearing all this instruments he says i he says when you get to the tail end of that and you're going on your last uh chorus out when you on the outro he said just keep going and going and going and going <laughs> and he says and when you can't play one more chorus give me 10 more right <laughs> and that's and so, the best part of the song right <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what it did and it gave him uh the time to expand right and to to put into play um the, the orchestration that he was hearing yep. as he yep. watched me play these chords in yeah. the studio yeah man very cool so did uh, did you guys look at it as a departure from because you you're, you're pretty much a straight ahead kind of almost boogie band and yeah. that is anything but that so yeah yeah it was a departure from the normal uh what might come from us yeah but uh, when God's involved, dude, <laughs> tighten the seatbelt. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, and you guys did some kind of wonderful as well, which I I produced. Yeah. I had a small record label back in the states, and we had John Ellison, the guy who wrote the song, yeah, on man. our label, and we recorded a version of it in like 1991 or something. So, how did you? That, that's the one I heard. You know what, brother John Ellison called me up and he says, Mark, they are inducting me into the West Virginia uh, Music Hall of Fame. And he says, I want you to give me my award. Right. Can you come in for the ceremony? I said, hell yes, I can come in for the ceremony. <laughs> so I came in and I handed John his award when they when he got called up to, to the stage and not only did I get to hand him his award, get my picture taken with brother John. When they did the song later in the evening, John had me come out. Oh, cool. Do the second verse. <laughs> oh, what, what a blast. Yep. And John Ellison is a real deal. Yep. 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 
Absolutely. Yeah, we had a good time with him, working with him on that record. I, like I said, we re-recorded it. He had a solo album, and we had to do some kind of wonderful, because yeah, we just... Absolutely. <laughs> we got, we got like, I think, three or four of the Soul Brothers Six on it doing background vocals and stuff. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Great. how did you learn about it? Did you hear it on the radio? Heard it on the radio. It was a regional hit in, in around Flint, Michigan. Right. And Harbor, Detroit. And uh, when we would be going to the gig, like in the back of the limo, I'd just start singing it or Brewer would start singing and we'd, we'd you know, sing it back and forth, kind of warm our vocals up a little bit to, with uh, some kind of wonderful. And uh, one night, the, the uh, manager, Andy Cavalieri, he, he rolls down the window between the, you know, the two sections of the limo. He's sitting up front. And he says, what the hell is that song you guys keep singing? I said, it's the Soul Brothers Six, some kind of wonderful. He says, you need to do that thing. Yeah. You guys need to record that. And and so Jimmy Einer was a producer of yep. uh, all, all the Girls in the World Beware, and that song was on <laughs> along with Bad Time to Be in Love. Right. And, and I got an award uh a BMI award for bad time having been the song that was played more than any other song in 1975. So yep. Yeah, some pretty good work by Einer. Yeah. Yeah. You worked with the, quite a few interesting producers, some that you wouldn't have thought would have made sense uh, on paper. Uh, tell me, uh, didn't Zappa record with you? Yes. He did uh, the last album that we did together. Good singing and good playing. Right. And he he loved working with us, and I was going to be on his next album, uh, singing a song called uh, "Bamboozled by Love." Of course, but, <laughs> yeah. But you know, he got called home, and and uh, so that was a short-lived uh, dream of mine. I was I was just man that just to hang out with him and to learn from him. It was a right. great experience for me. Yeah. He was a great musician. He was talented and he was uh, a genius at what he did along with Todd Rundgren, you right. know, his, his musical genius, those guys, we were just blessed to have been uh, involved with them and had them uh, producing our stuff because, uh, you know, a little bit of them got in there too. Oh yeah, definitely. What a great uh, combination of uh, energies. Yeah. Uh, Todd Rundgren, particularly, he kind of put his stamp on everything that he produced to, from Patti Smith to you guys to whoever. Yeah. You know, tubes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and as a band, how did how did that work between you? Did you all have to kind of did you work as a democracy? Was, was somebody making the decisions? Was there much discussion about these these musical directions that you guys took? No, we we all seem to uh, just flow at at the same pace and in the same direction. And it was pretty, you know, easy going. Yep. There was no uh, jealousy or anything. Well, no visible jealousy. Right. At <laughs> but, uh, you know, the every time we did something like with Todd, I was singing 
locomotion on the way back to the studio, I had gone to the farmhouse, which was on the other side of the road. Yep. And I went for lunch and I came back to the studio and I'm singing, everybody's doing a brand new dance. You know, I'm coming down the driveway and the guys were out in the parking lot at the studio having a smoke and they heard me singing. They start doing the backgrounds. Come on, baby, do the locomotion. You know, and so Rundgren came out while we're singing and I'm coming. I just came around the last bend and I'm looking at him and we're still singing back and forth to each other. And he comes out the end door and he says, what the hell is that? I said, what is it? That's little Eva, man. That's the locomotion. <laughs> Get in here right now because we are going to record the locomotion. And he did. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Walked in there and uh, he hit the record button on a 24 track and came out into the studio. And when I was doing the guitar lead, Rundgren was taking the tape head on my echoplex and running it from one end to the other. And then we go, it sounded like the guitar was eating itself. Right, right. So it was a blast, you know, the, the, uh, the, that we had and the respect that we had both for Todd and Frank. Yeah. Great respect for those guys. Amazing. Yep. Even, even today, you know, when I see Todd, it's great respect. And that's that's what uh keeps relationships together. Yep, 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 yep. Very cool. So, so you guys left quite a legacy. Uh, I mean, like I said, I was just the right age. I I'm, my best buddy was like he was your favorite. You you guys were his favorite band. You know, I mean, it was we all had our own choices. But uh, so now here we are in twenty twenty three. Do you think that the, that you your work and the band's work is still gets its due? Well, it does when I do it. Yeah. Okay. But really, there's there's only three people in this world that can make that sound. Yep. The original three. And I've been trying to put the band back together for since 19 or since, yeah, 2000. Right. Since 2000. So 23 years. Um, but the, the other guys, and it's Don, who's, uh, who's really the, the one who's, uh, you know, the holdout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's hard to convince that uh, we could do a lot better if the three of us went back out, I mean, for Christ's sake, uh, ZZ top yep. went out, those guys, they couldn't even stand to be in the same room together. So they traveled in three different buses. They, they had three separate dressing rooms and the only time they saw each other, uh, was on stage, but the audience didn't know this that, and never had a clue. Nope. Nope. And they played their music. It sounded great. Yeah. And, and that's what we could do, uh, in my humble opinion. Right. But uh, the other guys, you know. That's pretty weird. Because I see the the guess who is going through a similar thing 
the bass player for the guess who owns the rights to the name, Jim Kale. So him and the drummer, Gary, uh, are are out playing as the guess who, but Burton Cummings and uh, Randy Bachman are now suing the, the other two guys. I mean, it's just a mess. And you're just like, come on, everybody, can't we just get along? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's And you know what it is, Marty? It's It's pride and ego. Right. And it's that has hurt mankind to no end. But it seems like once we've made a decision to do something, rather than to admit that we may have made a mistake, we'll just continue to do whatever the hell it is. Yep. <laughs> ever, ever how wrong it is, we'll just continue on with that because uh, yep. that, that element in the, in the makeup of mankind. Yeah, uh, it's it's a shame, but and it's a universal human trait, unfortunately, that uh, yeah. we all have to deal with at some point. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, brother. Nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Oh well. Well, you you look like you're enjoying life, and and it's treating you well. Yep, it sure is. Excellent. That's good to see. All righty. Well, I'll I'll let you go, <laughs> and uh, thank you so for sharing all those stories. It's amazing because, like I said. You know, I'm just the right age to hear about all this stuff. It's, right it's fantastic. All right. Have a good day and uh, rock on. Okay, brother Marty. If I don't see you in the future, I'll see you in the pasture. Uh <laughs> <laughs>